What's up? Welcome to The Real Deal Podcast. I'm Matty Marshall, and man, I am very, very excited to uh, have some friends and world champions here to talk about uh, everything via the amazingness of technology and the interwebs. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome to the microphone uh, three awesome guys from San Antonio X Factor, the current world champions, as they uh, had an amazing event at the PSP World Cup to to win the world title, man, something they've been working for a long time. We got uh, Grayson Goff, Archie Montemayor, and Coach Ryan Brand. So, uh, Archie, wants to say hi to everybody? Hola, what's up, boys? And uh, Grayson, you know, so everyone can know your voice. What's up? Fun to party with. <laughs> <laughs> you are very fun to party with. Ryan Brand, give a, say hey. hello to everybody. Thanks. Fantasy paintball master. <laughs> you are. The, you are definitely. The, yeah, for anyone that doesn't know, Ryan Brand, out of six, over 6,700 people, uh, bet on his boys, and it paid some dividends for him. So a little early, or not early, but another congratulations to him for that victory. Let, had it, so, uh, let's, or, or, uh, so Ryan, did you literally just stack up the roster and just say, I'm just running with my boys, and, and that's just how it's going to go, and I'm going to win this damn thing, or what? Uh, it was actually a last-minute decision. I think on Friday morning is when uh, they locked, and I had a completely different roster. I had you know two or three guys uh, from our team on it. And Thursday night, I was sitting there, and it's a little bit of being like, man, the only way to really beat 7,000 people or whatever it is to just kind of go completely out of the box and do this. And the other part of me was like, man, if am I going to like subconsciously somehow play my players that I'm on my fantasy team more? Or even be like, you know, have people that could say that. So I was like, you know, screw it. I'm just going to go with the whole roster. Um, I think I didn't play a meter on my team because he was hurt. And um, we honestly didn't know if he was going to play at all. So um, I, I had everybody except a meter on there. Um, and we knew that I knew that Jesse Stevens wasn't there. Um, so I might have had a little bit of insider information. So Jesse wasn't on my roster either of available players. So was it? Was there anyone from any other teams, or was it just every single? It was straight X Factor. Uh, our whole we had nine guys. I had eight of us, uh, and no Dimitri because he had a broken hand. Yeah, wow, that's awesome, man. I mean, I remember that text you sent me and with the with the photo as we were. What was that like? I think that was before the semis, and uh, and I was just like, oh man, he's got a really good shot of winning this. This is uh, yeah. like that's pretty awesome. So yeah, yeah that's that's it's that, that's like pretty, pretty. gonna yeah I was either gonna win outright or there was one guy that had a chance to beat me but it kind of lined up if Impact would have beat us at Cup or probably beat the crap out of us in the finals then he would have won so I still needed to perform our team to win so, or he had a couple guys I could have gotten real real snaky that he had like Archie and a few guys um, of us on the roster and some Impact guys so I thought about just sitting Archie the whole match to like, you know, confirm my fantasy win, but I decided to win the, win the tournament anyway. <laughs> uh, Archie, how do you feel about that, man? Uh, about the fantasy or about the tournament? Well, uh, no, I'm just, I'm just messing with you, you know, that he's going to sit you there, but you, you guys, how do you feel about the, the win? I mean, obviously you're elated. Obviously you got to be as, as happy as can be, but you know, for the people that don't know, I mean, and this has been a long struggle for you guys and, uh, I mean, the last time you won an event, I believe, was 2006 or 2007? Yeah, 07. Yeah, Chicago. Yeah, Chicago 07. Uh, so middle of the year. So it, it's been, you know, like six, six and a half years uh, since you won a PSP tournament. And, 
you know, you guys, uh, and, and, it, and, and there was, you know, people should also know that, that you guys had the core of the team together, won that tournament, won another tournament before that. And then, um, but then like Archie went to play for Dynasty for a while. I mean, there was a little bit of turnover there, but then everybody came back. And then for the past two seasons, you guys have been grind, gr grinding as hard as anybody else. And uh, with the band back together, and it's finally and it finally paid off, and it was and it was an awesome win. I mean, you guys beat heavyweight teams in close matches and looked awesome, and got big performances out of pretty much. I was it was just a really awesome win to watch you guys out there. So you know, Archie being you know one of the leaders on the team, how do you feel about that? You know, honestly, I mean, it's it feels great, and I'm obviously I'm super thankful. I mean, I get chills every time I even think about it. You know, I've got them right now. Um, you know, goosebumps, but you know, I, I feel lucky that we have the, the webcast to go back and relive it too. You know, it, it's, it's actually, it's, uh, you know, it's, it was super emotional weekend and, and, uh, a learning experience too. You know, I mean, even before the tournaments and all year, it's been a struggle, you know, we had a really good year last year and we didn't really change up the roster. And, uh, you know, I would argue that our, our roster is better this year, but we just couldn't quite seem to, to come to the table and make it happen. Although we were plagued with penalties every event you know yeah but uh no man it was it was a huge win and uh I, I think a big learning process too you know i mean the the moral or for me you know like the most important thing i took away from the tournament and the win as a whole was that if you believe you know no matter what like if you believe you can attain anything yeah i mean you that's, know and maybe yeah. before earlier in the season you know I, I maybe i was guilty of this but not having faith in our whole roster you know and and i always say this too whenever like if there's a long point and and our chips are down and we've got like if i'm still on the field you know like i can feel the guys in the pit their energy having faith in me you know and maybe and i necessarily haven't been that same teammate towards some of my guys and uh at this tournament in particular i felt that way you know and sure enough everybody played amazing do you feel that that's an actual force that exists that kind of in totally intangible, unmeasurable energy vibe, whatever you want to call it, that does exist on those, those higher level tournaments, those days that you, you know, it just was meant to happen or that you will, I wouldn't say meant to happen, but that you willed it to happen. I mean, do you really uh, believe in that force? I a hundred percent believe in that. And not, not only in the fact that my, my guys in the pit, I can feel their energy, but you can also create your own energy. You know what I mean? I mean, uh, to me, yeah, it's unexplainable, but I, f I feel that, you know, and, and I don't have any doubt that that exists. So, you know, Archie, I mean, you're a pretty vocal guy. You, and, you know, you're, you're a pretty salty veteran. I mean, you've been around for a long time and you're, you know, one of the best players on the team and, you know, hell, one of the best players in the league. But it, it, it's being that guy, I mean, how – and we've talked about this before – you're aware of this, but how do you kind of bear that weight? You know, I mean, how do you deal with that? You know, do you have to tone yourself back sometimes with the rookies or, you know, I mean, how, how do you feel about that? Like being kind of one of those guys that people do look up to that does lead by example, as far as what you're doing out there on the field. Um, I mean, how do you bear that burden? Uh, you know, it's difficult and it's certainly a learning experience. I think, uh, my time on dynasty was, was, uh, also a learning experience to kind of get that dynamic. I mean, obviously being around those guys, there's a lot to learn 
you know, and uh, I still have a lot to learn in that aspect. You know, it's funny. I, I, you watch the webcast, and even on points we win, like, I'll be – you'll see – I watch this. I notice these things because I remember the points, but, like, I'm talking to Billy right after the other team blows the horn, like, hey, Billy, we need to be doing this differently, you know, right after we won the point, you know. It's just, like, I don't know. I, I'm always trying to think of something we can do better, you know, and, and I don't always have the right words or the right mentality or the right way to say it to certain guys, you know, because that's really what it's about, like, finding the right words for each individual guy to get the most out of them you know and that's that's what's been a struggle for me for sure you know for a while now but uh you know slowly but surely I mean obviously everything came together at cup and, and I'm hoping next year will be kind of more of the same do you think it is it is it a thing is it an element of like trying to have patience or with certain guys because you know talking to a guy like guy like Ryan Greenspan on Dynasty paintball kind of comes easy to him and I mean yes he works very hard at it and yes he practices and yeah, he's played, you know, as many tournaments as anybody has, but there's just certain elements of the game that come pretty easy to him, and, and he gets a little impatient with guys if they don't necessarily see it the, as quickly as he does. So he has to consciously sometimes, like, okay, I need to explain this a little bit. Is it, is it similar with you, or, I mean, is that something uh, you think about? I mean, I would probably say that's that's fair to say. You know, I can't necessarily say that that's all of it, you know, because some, you know, personalities are different. And, you know, when I was when I was growing up playing paintball, I mean, on Addicted, dude, oh, my God, man. I just got rained on every – I mean, no matter – I could go out there in a 10-man game, shoot nine dudes, get shot, and just – Jeremy would just be in my ear, man. And, you know, it was tough. I was, like, 16 or 17 at the time, and I remember thinking, man, this sucks, you know. And uh, – but, you know, I, I fought through that, and it made me the player I am today, you know, and, and I really can't – I don't want to say I can't thank him enough, but, you know, it, it, it definitely played a role in my, in my uh, paintball career. Yeah, well, that's, I mean, that's something that, because, yeah, I feel the same way. I mean, when I was coming, because paintball back in the day was not as youth-centered as it is now. So, you know, you if you had to grow scales or you weren't going to make it. I mean, if you... Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if you couldn't sit there and take a tongue lashing from some salty construction dude who was 35 years old and you're 16, then don't show up to practice next week, you know? It was just kind of part of the deal. <laughs> and uh, so it is kind of harder to, to kind of tone that back because, you know, you do need mentally tough guys out there. I mean, how important, I, I mean, I, I, hell, you know, I'd say for you guys, like just, you know, to see, to know you guys for so long and see your progression, to see you guys come up and, and win early as a team in, in the, the history of your squad and then fight through so many years of being a mid-level boss, but knowing the talent was there for you guys to be able to win tournaments, and then now to fight through that that adversity and be mentally strong enough to to lose those tournaments and come back and win the world title, like it's just such an awesome story. How important is mental toughness to becoming a world champion at this level? I mean, I, I think it's I, – I really do feel like – you know, mental, mental strength is like the most important thing when it comes to the top level of the game, you know, everybody's, everybody can run and shoot, everybody's physically able to do, you know, just about everything on the field, you know, but what's, what's the separation there, you know, it's all about what's going on in your head, you know, timing, but timing is what's in your head, you know, it's like you're, you're, you're taking in all kinds of variables and you're making a, a decision, you know, to come out at a right at the right time or the right spot or to shoot here, you know, a specific spot of the bunker to try to manipulate the way he's playing it. You know, I mean, everything, everything out there is a mental decision, you know, so I really feel like that's that's what separates everybody at the top level. Yeah, I mean, we say that a lot, but I think it bears repeating in it because it's so true is that. You know, in the Champions League or any either champs or challengers, whatever. I just paintball in general, man. It's it is, 
Yeah, it's physical, of course. I mean, you you got to run. You got to you have to have the skills to play the game at that level. But what separates the, the teams that have, are are able to win tournaments and persevere over the long haul is absolutely it's so mental. So Grayson, talk me a little bit through how what was the vibe heading into the event? I mean, what was practice like? I mean, what how what was it like? Um, I mean, we. I think uh, I think bringing Paul in, I think that's one of the biggest advantages we've seen so far is our practices have been a lot more productive. Um, it took us, I think it took us probably like an event or two before Paul really started giving us, you know, him and Ryan, it's been kind of a balancing act between Ryan and Paul and then Alex trying to figure out where to plug in each piece to get the most out of. And I think by like, the second, maybe third event, we really were getting the most out of Paul in terms of, you know, at least in, you know, not only at the tournament, but at the practices, what, you know, what drills we should be running. You know, we used to just play games and that's all we did. And he basically sat us down, broke the games down a lot more so than we ever have before. So the vibe really wasn't much different than say, you know, the tournaments three and four. Um, it, it was, uh, it was a more it, the the focus I think that that changed for us between World Cup and like you know West Coast Open was we were gonna play one point at a time and that's like a little advice that uh, Rusty Glaze Rusty Glaze gave us because he uh, he wanted some help winning the uh, series title which you know I'm sure he's like super stoked now that he gave us the advice because I think it really paid off is we. You know, we watched Dynasty all year win all these tons of points, four on five. And, you know, we went into World Cup with this attitude, and that's one of the things he pointed out. He's like, y'all need to play at one point at a time. And if you can win a point when you're down four on five, it's a big momentum swing. And we weren't penalty-free at World Cup at all. I mean, we beat Heat four on five. So it was that, it was that mentality of taking each point, one point at a time, coupled with what Archie was talking about earlier, that feeling in the pit um, of just believing in your guys. Um, that was, I mean, those two things were probably the, the big difference. Um, and, you know, we were out of the box a little bit less than the tournaments before, but we still got penalties. But this time we, we, made, we made something of them. You know, we won points when we were down. We burned up the clock when we had guys in the box. So. And Ryan, talk to me about, you know, it's, it's an interesting system that you guys have over there now is you have, you're the coach, Paul Richards is a coach, and it's a two-coach system, which is relatively rare in, in paintball, especially at the high level, and, uh, but, it, but it, it worked out for you guys. Um, how do you guys kind of split the, is it just, you know, just that's another pair of eyes and another, you know, paintball mind that you have in there to kind of help try to you know, discern what's working and what's not. I mean, obviously, I'm sure there was some learning curve there. Talk to me about that. Yeah, um, bringing Paul in, obviously, was a great decision. It, it took us a while to kind of, for us to be comfortable with each other and comfortable in our new roles, because I'm used to running my own show. Paul's used to running his own show. Um, so, yeah, there's a little bit of growing pains here and there. Um, but what we finally have settled on and what's been working great is that Paul pretty much he runs the practices and I'm his assistant at the practice and at the tournament I run, you know, the matches and he's my assistant during the match. Um, and it's great to have a guy as smart as Paul during a game because I'm in there, you know, drawing up plays, getting the right players on the field and all this stuff. And sometimes I'm not able to watch every second of every point. 
And so it's nice to be able to look at Paul and be like, hey, what's going on? You know, what do you think? And get to bounce ideas off each other like that. Um, so obviously, you know, we've only been doing it so many events, but by the time we got to the World Cup, I think that's when it worked out the best. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, the only other parallel really is, say, the Russians. But I think that that's, that sounds like a really good system. I mean, if you if he's handling the practices and you're his assistant, then that role reverses, which is definitely a little uh, uncare. Uh, 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 you know, unorthodox, but man, it, it definitely <laughs> it obviously works. Um, but I've always been kind of interested to, as or I was interested to see this year how that was going to work out for you guys. Um, I mean, you, you guys are both super nice guys and obviously know the game real well. So I, I figured you guys would make it work, um, but I just didn't know how that was going to happen like exactly. So that's really, that's a pretty interesting system that you guys developed. Um, are you guys going to make just in general, are you guys making any changes heading into 2014? Are you going to keep the exact same roster? Are you still not sure? Are you guys hunting for anybody like Archie? Are you guys on the hunt for anybody? Um, maybe not particularly like one player specific, but, uh, I would say that we'd like to pick up one solid dude. I mean, right. Like Ryan said, or yeah, I think Ryan said we went to cup with nine. So, uh, you know, it'd be nice to add one one more really solid player, you know? I mean, we're not, we don't have the luxury of having a just unlimited bankroll like all the teams that are, you know, well, all the teams that thought they should have won Cup, but, you know, uh, yeah, we'd like to pick up one once really solid player to, to add to to the, the team we already have, you know? But as far as, like, specifics, I mean, we've, we've talked a little bit about it, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll figure that out a little bit closer to the, to the start of the season. We basically got to rely on the fact that we're just really cool really fun yeah because we don't have the money <laughs> and granted that goes a long way yeah i was gonna say well you guys are fun to hang out with, so i mean that, that but that does go a long way because even you know and that's always kind of the the question is anytime i ever get a call from a guy who's on the fence about which is every season it's uh you know the i always go down the same list and the list is you know they're like what do you think should i do this should i do that what do you think and i'm uh, the first question i always ask is how bad do you need the money you know if you really need the money then this is a business decision. But if you already got a job, like, you know, if you're already in a career, or you own a business or whatever it is, if you don't need that extra couple grand that you get in an event or whatever it is that you're getting, because it's not, you know, super big riches, um, you know, out there. And contrary to what some people think, I mean, some people are making decent money, but it's it's not for most of the guys that are kind of in these, these roles. That's the first question I ask. I'm like, well, do you really need the money? Because then the next question is, if they say yes, they need the money, then I'm like, well, if you really need the money, then you need to make a business decision. But if they don't really care about that, and that's just like a plus, like a bonus, uh, like a stip, you know, kind of an extra bonus in their salary for the year, then I'm then the next question is, well, pick the team that you feel you're going to have the best adventure paintball adventure with, man, and that you really enjoy hanging out with, that are your buddies or you believe in their team or whatever it is, because ultimately that is, you know, when you look back. Um, if you don't need the money, then you want to make sure you had a good time while you were there. And you don't want to – because a lot of times you'll see these guys go to teams and then a season later they just didn't feel the vibe. So they, they, they want to leave, you know, and find another place because they just don't like spending – because you have to spend a lot of time. You know, a lot of – I don't know if people realize like how much time you guys spend with each other a year. Um, yeah, it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it sucks. And it's such no, a guys coming from out of town. It's like they're – 
giving up their weekends to go on a plane, you know, just like Scott Camp. I don't know how many times he came down last year, getting on a plane to come, you know, sleep on a couch somewhere. So he wants to sleep on a couch with guys that he has a good time with and not have a, you know, terrible weekend every time he's at practice. So, yeah, we might not be the richest team, but our guys get taken care of okay, and we're definitely the most fun. Um, we're way cooler than everybody else. <laughs> yeah, I think I do think that's fair to say. <laughs> hey, I, you know, I, I can't really argue with you on that one. I've, I've, I've spent time in Austin where you guys are at right now, and it's a damn good time. I mean, <laughs> I got great stories. I, I have a picture of Grayson at the Snoop Dogg concert the last time I was there. That was an epic, that was an epic night. So, yes, I could Snoop totally. Snoop Dogg, when was this? You don't remember uh, this? South, South by a couple years ago. Yeah, that was like oh, two God, years ago, South by Southwest. And uh, we were climbed a fire escape. Yeah, we were going like we were we were heading to I can't remember where we're 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 walking by the craziness that was South by Southwest. And then we heard Snoop Dogg playing. We're like, you know, oh, my God, Snoop Dogg's playing. Let's see if we can somehow find a way to watch. We weren't getting in. And we walked down some alley and there was uh, there was just people everywhere. And this girl was looking up at this fire escape and uh, it wasn't like detached. I mean, there was like. She was, but she, you could tell she wanted to try to jump up and grab the ladder. So me and Grayson were like, you should do it. I can't remember what one of us was like, you go grab it. And so she jumps up and grabs the ladder. And sure enough, the fire escape comes down. And so we look at each other and we're like, well, let's, let's climb this fire escape and get on top of the roof and watch the concert. So we run up there and it was like, I think you, me and the, the chick were the first people up there. And there was like two Mexican dudes that worked at the restaurant that must've been downstairs. And they looked at us like, who the hell are these guys? And then we sort of started watching the the concert, but us going up there started opened up the floodgates. And the next thing we know, there's 50 people on top of this roof going crazy. And then I look over the side of the building and see the cops coming. And I'm like, Grayson, we got to get off the building. The cops are coming. I'm like, well, wait, turn around. Let's take a picture. So Grayson turns around, <laughs> flips off the camera. I take a picture. And then, and then we run down the stairs and disappear into the crowd right as the cops got there. You got to be first in, first out. First, yeah. first. See, on X Factor, we have a lot of those scenarios where we, we were kind of fearless to go to jail because when we were all kids, Alex told us that uh, we all had one get-out-of-jail-free card, so he'll bail us out each once and pay for it. And here we are 10 years later, and I don't think anyone's really used it. So, but often, I'm sure someone has, Ryan. Somebody, I mean, we just don't so, know. But yeah, but you know, they always, every time we do something that we should get a jail for, it's like, oh, almost had to use it there. Um, but hopefully Alex doesn't hear this and realize that we're all just living life on the wild side under his pocket. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about Alex real quick because uh, – you know, I mean, I, you guys really couldn't have a better owner. You know, I mean, he's been a really solid guy. I mean, everybody loves Alex, but what is it like to play for Alex Martinez? Um, I'll start. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's funny because I just watched our, uh, I guess, the third episode of the roster. Plug, plug that in. Oh yeah, I was um, gonna, we were gonna get to the plugs for the roster in a little bit for sure. Uh, anyways, but yeah, it was. I mean, obviously, you know, we were there at the tryout. We've I've seen you know the first two episodes. I, I know what's going on, but the third one, it's I like watching those interviews of guys like Alex just talk about the team. And honestly, I mean, I couldn't say thank you enough to a guy, to Alex, to his son Sean, to his other son Ryan, who they they have to deal with X Factor day in and day out. You know, whether it's Alex spending his money. You know, Sean was the reason it started, but basically quit and told his dad, keep the team alive because I want you to. I know you like it and I like the guys. And then Ryan, who's, you know, who was too young. He's, you know, still a little too young, but puts up with it every day. But, um, I mean, Alex is one of those, you, paint, you know, 
paintball kind of saviors who came in and like picked us all up and took care of a bunch of kids and you know now now we're grown men and I definitely think he's he's shaped the lives of all of us you know yeah I mean better people watching that interview actually I just watched it on Wednesday as well and uh I had never heard that story before you know when he said about Sean telling him, hey, I don't want you to quit. Like, I want you to keep the team alive. I had no idea that happened, you know. And I remember whenever it was going on, you know, we were all kind of wondering, well, you know, what's going to happen? You know, is he going to keep the team around, you know? And for me personally, Alex actually used to hate me for a long time. It took a long time for him to come around to like me. Uh, and actually almost, I almost had to leave the team for it to happen, you know. And we've had a great relationship for the past four or five years now. But, you know, it was weird. And, uh yeah, early on he just didn't like me at all. But wait, Archie, um, you, you know, did, we, you did leave the team. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah but no, no, no. But this is actually before that. Um, oh, okay. It was the first time yeah. I tried to leave the team. Yeah, the first time I tried to leave the team, uh, he, you know, that after that happened, then he was. It kind of it was like a you know switch. You know, it just turned everything. After that was like, all right, cool. You know, me and Archie are going to be cool. And and ever since then, it's been a you know a great great relationship, really, and especially re, you know especially the last few years, and. Um, but yeah, I mean, honestly, dude, you watch that. You watch the roster, and and even you hang around Alex for a small amount of time, and you get it, man. Alex is just a class act. You know, he's just a real man. He, uh, you know, he he says what he's gonna do, or he does what he's gonna say, and or what he says, and and um, you know, there's you can't say enough about him, man. He's just such an awesome dude, and and I think I don't know anybody on the planet that doesn't like him. You know, to be honest. Yeah, he's kind of one of those guys uh, that. You know, being the paintball patron that he is, uh, like, I mean, it's, he's one of those guys that if I, and I have never heard this, but if somebody came up to me, he's like, oh, dude, you know, I can't stand. I'd be like, oh, who do you, who, who do you hate? I hate Alex Martinez. I'd immediately be like, well, this guy's a douchebag. And, <laughs> you know, it's like, there's something wrong with you, not him, because I'd never heard anybody say that before. So I don't know what your problem is, bro. But, um, but yeah, it's, I mean, because imagine, like, and I've thought about this before. I mean, what if, you know, what if Alex didn't, put himself out there and what if he had, it was you know what would your lives be like you know i mean like it would be i mean what if what if there was no x factor you know i mean that would be that's that would be kind of an interesting thing i mean i've thought about that on the different you know adventures i've been on different teams i played on or you know what if i hadn't found paintball when i found it, it just i don't know it's just one of those interesting kind of mind melds that that you're sometimes you're sitting there thinking about but no it's uh and ryan what's it i mean you know you're being the coat you know you used to play on the team obviously but you know, being the coach, you kind of have probably have a different relationship with because it's, you know, so structural and and um, and you have to deal with a lot of stuff the players don't have to deal with. I mean, what's it like as a coach, you know, dealing uh, with the team? Yeah, it's, it's definitely a lot different than when I was a player. Um, it's a different relationship with Alex as a whole. You know, it's, it's also kind of a double relationship because Alex plays as well. So I'm not only, you know, he's not really my employer as the owner as much as, you know, he's still a player. So I have to balance that, um, which sometimes can be very, you know, confrontational when it comes to play time and stuff like that. Um, but you know, it's great. You know, Alex, he's not as much of into what's going on in, in paintball. If you ask him to name like five players off of each team, I, he would probably come up with two. Um, so when it comes to anything, as far as picking up players or, you know, setting up practices or, any of that kind of stuff, you know, Alex kind of defers that off to me and then I'm kind of having the middle minute to the players. And so, you know, it's nice, you know, me and Alex get along really well. Um, 
not so much as well when I was a player. It kind of took, just like Archie said, it took me uh, going away for a couple of years to take in a hiatus um, before me and Alex really to have like a really you know nice intellectual relationship. But it's great, you know, as just like you were saying, as far as like, what if there wasn't an Alex Martinez, what would happen to us? It's almost like what would have happened to Texas paintball? Because, you know, back when we were, you know, coming up, we never really thought having a Texas pro team was even an option. Um, so we were all kind of exploring other avenues before we did this whole X Factor thing. But, you know, the other players and the people around us, it's like they might not be playing now because they would have never seen it as an option. You know, if all these teams are here and there. You know, they probably think, well, look what X Factor did. You know, we can do that, too. Um, and without Alex, that never would have happened. And that's a big statement, actually, right now because of how well Texas is doing in the sport. I mean, Texas, I mean, you could make a, a really strong argument for the fact that Texas is actually the mecca of paintball right now, not California. Because, you know, you guys just won the World Cup. And, you know, I know Houston Heat's not chock full of Texans, but um, but the fact that uh, that the moniker's there, the name is there, and that also how well the divisional teams down there have been doing. The regional leagues down there are doing well. There's multiple leagues. I mean, Texas paintball is kicking ass right now, man. They're, guys, they're doing really well down there. And, you know, as, as the team that's leading the charge, are you? Uh, that's got to be a, a, a point of pride. It, I, it would be if I was in your shoes. Yeah, I, I definitely think so. And and like as much as much as we like say Houston Heat isn't from Texas, I, I think they re- revitalized that Houston area when they did practice down there. I think it, you know, you saw a lot of team, a lot of kids from Houston. Houston Heat was their favorite team, which you know that's great. You know, I wish they were X Factor fans, but um, that I think them along with us, and then you know Texas Storm. I mean, Ryan Gray's had that program going on forever now up in Dallas and, and now somewhat Oklahoma. But between the three of us, it, it's it's definitely made the state really good at paintball. <laughs> well, you, you don't want to leave off Greg Pauly there, too, because in the oh, short time he's been in Texas, he's that's killed true. it for the state. Yeah, and Pauly and like the, the AC Dallas crew, VCK, I mean, there's, there's a lot of heavy-hitting teams down. I'm really interested to see what's going to happen next year with, uh, with all these Texas teams. And um, well, how what I have to bring up though, man, how fulfilling of a victory was it to beat Heat in the semifinals to move on to the finals? Because um, I know that when they had, because they formed, you know, if a lot of people don't know, if, if you haven't been around the past two years, like Houston Heat's only been around for two seasons. And last year, they had a phenomenal year where they won three out of five and they won one this year. So, you know, they've won four out of the 10 tournaments that they've played in. Um, but still, like, and I remember talking to Colt. Roberts and you know I was like oh yeah Houston you know and I was pushing his buttons but I was like and it was during an interview but I was like oh he's like you know we're the best team in Texas I'm like what about Houston Heat and he like looks at me in that way that Colt looks at you and he wants to make a point and he's like he's like show me one true Texan on Houston Heat you know like so it must have been before yeah I mean I think for us I think it I think it was pretty much the story of Sunday is we looked at Houston Heat not necessarily as like our rival because they're a Texas team, but more kind of like, uh, you know, David taking on Goliath. It's like we we were the family. Like we're here because we want to be here. We're not here for a paycheck. You know, we're not going to jump ship next year because somebody's going to offer me a little bit more money. But it was, you know, it was like we looked at them like we have, you know, we had a team of nine guys that I believed in all eight other guys surrounding me. 
against a team that played the same five dudes over and over again. And it's like, and, it, and we knew, you know, like obviously we ran up the points on it, but we knew if we stuck together and stuck with being a team and a family first that we'd come out on top. And, you know, we ended up prevailing. We let it, you know, we let them claw their way back. But even, you know, even with that penalty, we, it was that belief that Archie was talking about, belief in the pit, belief in each other that I think prevailed in the end against them and impact. Like, I knew for a fact it would be close. All our games against Heat are always come down to overtime or one point. I mean, we had the 30-minute overtime at World Cup last year. Um, and we have a really good record against them. We might have, considering how strong a team Heat has and how well they've done, we might actually statistically have the best record against we're, them. We're 2-2 two and two against them, Ryan. And we, we, we've we only played them twice this year, and we were undefeated this year against them. Yeah. So And then, you know, last year, you know, we let them back into that game. They came back from behind and knocked us out um, on Sunday. Uh, for the first tournament they ever won. You know, that was the one where we were winning um, with 40 seconds left, and they came down and scored a 40-second point to tie it, and then we lost a four-on-three in overtime. Or he would have never won their first event um, and wouldn't have been able to do that, you know, crazy run they did last year. So it's just that we knew it would be a, a grinder for sure. Yeah, it's definitely interesting how the fates work when you look at it that way, uh, especially considering that the game that they played against you guys – I'm, I'm not saying that's the last game they're ever going to play, but uh, it's the last game that the current incarnation of Houston Heat will ever will ever play, um, the team that won all those tournaments. Because now, uh, with you know Fedorov, Sergey, and Mishka going to the uh, to Art Chaos, and we still have yet to hear the official word from the PSP, but they Art Chaos has been lobbying lo- lobbying hard to get in uh, to play next year, and you know those Russians have already come out and said that they're leaving Heat, and then Jacob goes back to Damage. Uh, Jacob Edwards is heading back to the team he started with, play with his brother again. And so, you know, you guys were the last team, and you beat them, that the current incarnation of Heat's ever going to play. So we'll see how, how, you know, what the roster looks like next year. And, uh, you know, obviously with the, you know, if, if Sarge wants to have a winning team, he, you know, I'm sure he could do it again, no problem. But Or not no problem, but I'm sure that that capacity is there. But we'll see. You know, I mean, that remains to be seen. So it's kind of interesting that you guys were the last team to play them in that situation and you won and then went on to win the tournament. So that's kind of cool. Um, so what do you, why, what do you guys think is going to happen to heat next year? I mean, you, who do you think, have you heard anything in the rumor mill? I mean, you guys are probably, yeah, I've heard some rumors. I don't really want to spread them too much because that's all they are at this point, but I, I've heard some, you know, other, some possible defections to maybe aftershock for a few guys. I heard possibly one, my guy might just completely hang it up altogether. Uh, which is kind of crazy, uh, but I've talked to Sarge, you know, not at length with it, but he, you know, says he's going to have a team, he's going to be competitive. So all the people saying that there won't be a heat, um, I don't know. I don't really agree with that, but um, I think Sarge kind of enjoys paintball just as much as Alex does. So even, you know, people say, you know, when Alex's son left that, you know, he might not play anymore. And I feel like if Sarge's son stopped playing, if Ryan Smith stopped, I think Sarge would love to uh, continue to play. I was over in... Uh, Europe coaching uh, for the Millennium World Cup, and uh, we were practicing heat, and I've never seen an owner get so involved in each point, just screaming with you know pure joy every time they won a point and trying to pe- pump up their guys uh, in practice. Just kept going, Chad George, this is your field, Chad. You got this. <laughs> God, that's great. Uh, every single point, just so excited. So you know, I think Sarge loves this, and I think we'll have a team, and he'll probably have a strong team. Yeah, he's definitely into it, and if you don't have an owner that's got 
that's emotionally invested in it, then the longevity is, is not going to be there. And he's definitely emotionally invested and he definitely has the, I mean, I remember when I went up to do a podcast with them and, uh, and you know, he was just super involved in it. And, um, I mean, was sitting there, you know, you know, hanging out on the couch and watching paintball videos. Um, so, you know, he's definitely loves the sport and, and I'm, I'm just, at, you know, again, as, as a fan now, I, it's, it's just interesting to see how things are going to go and to, you know, to kind of ponder the different possibilities of, of how things are going to look next season. Um, I mean, what do you guys think about, you know, say impact? I mean, they, you guys beat him in the finals. Uh, that was a very interesting game. Talk me through that game. What, what was the, what was, what was the feeling going on there? I mean, you know, heading in, what were you guys thinking? Um, I thought we had a really good chance to be honest with you. I felt like we were playing really, really good. Uh, you know, everybody on the team certainly had the belief that we were going to do it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I thought, I thought, I thought we were going to win. I mean, actually there really wasn't any doubt in my mind. I will say whenever we got down 0 and two, they won the first two points. It was like, I got shot off the break in the second point. And I remember walking back and then the point, I think the point was over pretty quickly. And I was thinking, uh, we're down two points. And uh, and then after that, I just remember having this feeling like it doesn't really matter. We're going to win, you know, and uh, it was a, obviously it was a close match. You know, they got some penalties at the end, which didn't help their cause. But, you know, we won just as many five on five points as they did. You know, the match was tied up before they started getting penalties. So, um, yeah, I mean, uh, it was, you know, it's just like any finals match. You know, you've got two really good teams that are playing really well and, uh, you know, is just going to be the, the team that makes the fewest mistakes. And, and, uh, you know, we played as a real deep unit and, and we won. Yeah. Uh, it, it was like, a like we said, I mean, it was a very impressive victory. It just, I saw a lot of things come together that I was hoping would come together for you guys earlier in the past two seasons, particularly since you guys really revamped everything and started charging and practicing and as hard as you could and kind of had that renewed vigor. But, um, I mean, and then you just had some guys really step up, you know, I mean, everyone played, pretty damn well obviously you won the tournament but you know I thought Scotty played Scott Kemp played great um you know you guys had and then uh, I mean even you know even Dimitri getting out there with his broken hand he didn't play that many points and wasn't much of a factor but still you know that's it just it was it was pretty amazing to see you guys come together and do what you did having to play against the competition that you were playing against uh and it just really kind of bodes well for your guys' future. And I think that's that's another thing I wanted to kind of talk to you guys about is that, you know, you guys have been doing this for a long time. The pro paintball life is, it's definitely not an easy one. Um, and, uh, I mean, how long are you guys going to continue to do this? Like, Archie, how long are you going to keep playing? Man, that's funny. I mean, if you'd asked me that a few years ago, you know, I really wouldn't have been able to tell you. Uh, I, I feel like more recently, I haven't ever even questioned not playing. You know, it's like now, after obviously after winning World Cup, there was no thought in my mind like, am I going to do this again next year? You know, but like maybe two or three years ago, I used to have that that thought every year. You know, but I mean, I don't know. I'm 27 now. I really think I'll I'm going to play as long as I can. You know, and 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 again, that that feeling that paintball is most mostly mental. I feel like that'll keep me on the field for a long time. Yeah, that, that is, I mean, that's a good point. I mean, if you're only 27, I mean, you know, barring major incident, I mean, you're only probably going to keep, because paintball players, I mean, there's a reason why the top guys keep playing until they just decide they don't want to do it anymore. Um, you know, I mean, yeah, there's, you know, over the, the past decade, there's been that whole, oh, yeah, the, you know, the youth's going to come up and 
Because I remember when paintball even switched over to the current style 10 years ago and I had all this huge explosion with all these younger guys coming in. And But now it's the way that things are. I mean, you 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 know, you keep seeing these these guys, these stars, the, the big name players. Um, I, I, I think you and Grayson could – and all those all – anyone on your team could pretty much keep playing until you have some major physical like blow your knee out real bad or you just decide you don't want to do it anymore. But I don't think it's going to be because your skills are going to erode to a point. I mean, we're – that you got at least 10 years, man, maybe more. I mean, you know, like you, know, you could easily play till you're 40 if, if you stay fit and you want to. Yeah. Well, and, and well, I guess Marcel's a little bit younger than we are, but he's blown what both his knees out and still playing. So yeah, <laughs> even, even if we do blow a knee out or something like that, you know, there's, there's guys out there that, I mean, like Dave Baines, he's not fast, he's not quick, but he's damn good at his job. He knows what and, he's doing out there. Yeah. Yeah. And and I and I'm probably the same way as Archie is, you know whether it's a bad tournament or a bad year for us. I've definitely thought about you know like why, the, why the hell do I do this? Why do I waste so much time? But it's it always comes back to like, well, man, if I did if I really did quit, like, well, shit, what would I do? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. my life would be really boring. And yeah, and and it, yeah, it's obviously you know you you win a tournament like this, and it definitely, man, it's like I I've. I think the last few years I've taken a serious off season, but you know, like this weekend, I'm actually going to go out and take two dudes that are getting back into paintball to go play paintball. Like I just want to go out and play paintball with them. I think we're going to play like rec ball on Sunday or Saturday and then play some, uh, you know, air ball tournament style on Sunday. So have you been getting a lot? I mean, I'm sure you're getting this, but you know, it, it is, you know, you always have your, your supporters and your people that are happy when, regardless of how you do, Oh, you got, you know, but i when you win that world title, man, that's such a huge. There's not many people that have that can say that they've done that, and, uh, and you guys have done that now. So, you know, are you ready to get your backs, you know, swatted a bunch and uh, sign some autographs and you go out to the field or what? <laughs> um, unfortunately, everyone in Texas I think knows who we are and already has our autographs. So, <laughs> <laughs> so maybe we go somewhere outside of Texas. That'll happen, but. Uh... They're like, uh, oh, always, Grayson's we've back. Been kind of low key. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, man, it, I, I can't wait to see what you guys bring for 2014. Who do you think are going to be the other teams that uh, that are going to be contending for your title next year? In your opinion, uh, I, I, you know, obviously the team. You know, we don't know what where Heat will be at. I don't think they'll be as strong as they were this year, but I think we'll see Dynasty Impact, Art Chaos, Damage. Um, Iron Man as well. Um, I think those are the teams that obviously are still going to stay up there. I don't, I don't really foresee anyone else coming up, sneaking in and being a big threat. But besides Art Chaos, yeah. Arch, Archie, what do you think? I think uh, you know, for me personally, the teams that I, I think are the real, real good teams are. Uh, I think Impact really has a, a really str- solid roster. I mean, obviously they they spend a lot of money over there you know they should have a good roster um damage also is going to be a really really good team um i'm not actually that worried about art chaos i i also think houston heat's going to kind of flutter a little bit i don't know the dynasty is going to have the year that they had either um i feel like at the beginning of the year their their roster was so deep i mean rusty was literally i mean he still does it he's playing two lines 
and every single one of the guys was playing amazing. And maybe towards the end of the year, I'm not really sure what happened, but you could tell that not all of their guys were showing up, you know, which well, the, uh, which hurt them towards the end of the season, you well, know, to be honest. Um, so I really think damage, impact, and then hopefully us will be right there at the top. What do you think happened to Dynasty at World Cup? Because they did, you know, they won the first two events, took second at the third one in Chicago, and then the last two events they didn't make Sunday. And at World Cup particularly, even though, and I don't want to take anything away from them, obviously they won the, the series, so... You know, we have to say congr- big congratulations to San Diego Dynasty because that's, you know, we're talking about something that's hard to win. I mean, the series is really hard to win uh, because it's over five events. But, you know, they had uh, two games that were disasters. Um, and, and from watching, what I feel is I just, I didn't feel that they, uh, the strategy that they brought on that particular field layout um, didn't really work. Uh, at least that's what I was looking at, you know, because that, that field layout was, you know, uh, the teams that were able to play, um, that could, you know, kind of turn on a dime, play slower, but then speed it up and, and utilize the aggressive moves that were out there. Those were the teams that seemed to be, you know, like, look who was in the finals. It was you guys and Impact. And you guys and Impact are two of the most aggressive teams in the league. Um, and you guys were playing each other in the finals. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think that, I, you know, and, and a lot of it comes down to who's, you know, what moves are going to be made in the offseason because, you know, I mean, who is Heat going to pick up? And if they pick, if they're picking up big name guys, then they're stealing them from somebody, you know, or grabbing yeah. them from somebody. And then, you know, who, where is that going to come from? Is it going to come off, you know, Impact? I mean, Impact had a great end to the year, even though they didn't win. They took second place two events in a row and looked, you know, pretty good. Uh, you know, is it going to come? Where are those? Where are those bodies going to come from? So, you know, and well, I, I saw, uh, I saw Ray put up that he's a free agent yesterday. Oh yeah, I saw that as well. <laughs> but you know, it's, I don't think I've ever really seen that in paintball. It's usually, you know, this player leaves this team to go to this team. This player leaves this team to go to this team. And Ray just got, I'm a free agent. Yeah. Start, start bidding. Send me your checks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, take a cashier's check uh, just to start the conversation. Are That's you guys? It. Are you? Are you guys going to try to pick up Rainy or? I think Rainy will take a lot of tickets. <laughs> Entry into a poker tournament, maybe? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I actually talked to Rainy about it, and I asked him where he's going to play next year. And, I mean, I got the funniest response. Hopefully this doesn't screw up his whole plan, but he told me he's just going to say yes to everybody. <laughs> oh, and God, right. Way, you can call him out. <laughs> yeah, that way he's not going to burn any or close any doors, and then when it comes down to the end, he'll be able to make the best decision for him. So I was like, all right, are you playing with us next year? He goes, yes. <laughs> you heard it here first <laughs> yeah well i mean it, it is interesting though and this is i kind of like to get your guys' thoughts on this because you know i think that some of the fans beat up guys that kind of are free agents a little bit and but i don't know man i mean it is at the very highest level for the top teams for certain guys it is about money because they don't really have allegiances to anybody anymore they're not playing with the guys they came up with i mean you guys have this amazing story of you know, fighting through the divisional ranks and you're all from, you know, Texas and it's this badass, super cool, interesting decade long story and you're all still together and you're at the height of your powers now and you just won the World Cup. I mean, it's a, it's an awesome story. But Rainey, I mean, you know, he came up in Southern California with the Aftermath guys and that team is now defunct. And I guess you could argue, well, maybe he should be playing for the Ironman, but he did and, you know, it didn't work out. So then he went to damage for a check and to try to win a title and that didn't work out. So, you know, he really is a free agent. You know, he doesn't really owe anybody anything, to be honest. I mean, I, I think there's a lot of guys out there that probably never really experienced what we got to experience in terms of, like, a team coming together and battling through the ranks. And, yeah, I mean, you could say guys like Randy experienced that, but maybe 
you know, that whole dynamic of aftermath has changed so much that it's not the same for him anymore. But we, you know, we, with as long as Alex is putting the team together and some of the core guys are there, we always kind of, we'll always kind of have a home. I mean, Archie went off for a while, but he came back and he was welcome back. Like he, you know, didn't miss a day. And, you know, that's, it just says a lot about our team that, that, you know, that we have that kind of family. Yeah. I don't think I th- there's a player, a pro player out there playing that went pro with us playing for another team right now. It's like, we're all right here. I've, I feel like, you know, like you were saying, Maddie, or about, you know, how the feeling is. I mean, yeah, if you're a paid player, if you're just a gun for hire, man, the feeling, and I promise you this, man, is not as good as the one we had at Cup. You know what I mean? Like the struggle, defi- like, adds to the success. You know, I mean, that's what our, you know, our whole year's been about. You know, and and obviously, like, yeah, we are, we've got a low budget compared to all the other top teams. So it's like we're going through here, and and we're not paying our players, and and we step up to the plate, and we win the biggest tournament ever. You know, and that adds to it. You know, the fact that we don't pay our players, the fact that we've been together since we were children basically you know like that story is is the best story ever man you know like that feeling well i mean i could win another world cup with another team you know but it won't be as good as the one that we just won you know and and i feel like uh, i feel like dynasty they they understand that you know they know that because they i mean they they did the same thing man it, obviously a long time ago and and way more successfully than we did but like that that's that has you know there's something to be said about building your own team with your own guys and not buying players and, and just just learning how to do it yourselves man you know and actually i should give damage credit on that too because they basically did the same thing yeah it will it, you know it goes to back to the thing that in paintball essentially when you really break it down is not 100 percent because you do have these you know few teams that uh are kind of all brought in you know guys from different areas but you know, mostly it's it's tribalism. It's like we're from here and you're from there, and we think that we're gonna whoop your ass and let's do it. You know, and that's and it's these are our boys and those are your boys. And I mean, that's that. You know, when I when I was coming up, that's what I wanted to do. First, it was you know playing for a team that was you know from Southern California, and it was guys at the home field. And then it was like after that didn't work out, it was again with more guys from that same group of dudes. And then then it was like okay, well I want to play for the Ironman because that's the best team in California. So then it was now we're okay now we're representing the Ironman. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it's like a very much of a tribalism thing. So I think most people in paintball that. You know, I mean, there's 400 teams at World Cup. You guys just won a tournament with over 400 teams. That's ridiculous. You know, that's badass. And uh, and almost every single one of those teams, it, I'm sure that they that whole tribalism thing was there for them. So I agree with you. I think that that's kind of one of the reasons people love this so much is that there's a certain, you know, kind of you put a pause on normal life and head into this alternative universe that is a paintball tournament when you travel with all these guys that you know and things happen and it's this kind of chaotic mixture of, personalities and and the experience itself and yeah i mean you guys have you know one of the best paintball stories i've ever heard (laughs) so you know i I think it's really cool and speaking of that story um i think that it's so amazing that you know etv was doing the roster on you guys this season and you guys couldn't couldn't (laughs) what an ending right right i uh it was funny because as soon as you guys won um and i got out of the tower from you know calling the games and wrapping everything up i texted dan napoli who's the you know, the, one of the, he's the main guy behind, uh, behind creating the roster. And, uh, and I was like, you know, kind of, I was like, Hey man, <laughs> uh, 
this is something you planned all year long, right? <laughs> they were going to win the whole thing at the end. He's like, oh, yeah, it was totally the plan the whole year long. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, I've spent a lot of hours um, with Dan on the roster, and obviously nothing that compares to what he, he did, but, uh, you know, the original scope of the project was supposed to end in Dallas, um, and we got our asses kicked. And so, like, we'll just carry it on, <laughs> you know, to the next term. We're, we're just searching for a good ending. Um, so we finally got one, but I think he had kind of given up on it. So, uh, you know, now that we, I saw him getting stressed out, like it was like a happy stress because he'd kind of figured out, you know, six episodes and he had in his head already, you know, this is what's going to happen towards the end. And we're, I think we're going to cap it at West Coast Open. And, uh, you know, to go on and win, he's like, oh, crap, you know, now I need a whole episode and a half of World Cup. And he's having to move everything around. So I saw this like look of just pure joy because he knows that his project is now a completely, you know, different level with just this stressed off look. Because if you know, Dan, you know, Dan's a perfectionist, you know, to the T. And so him going, how am I going to do this in a month's time to change everything? Yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> dude, it's shit. You got a solid gold. I thought I told him like, you got a solid gold ending, man. Like I can't. You know, I can't wait to see how, you know, you end up weaving the story together. But, I mean, you guys had that whole mini camp. And, I mean, the first two episodes, I mean, that that's a really cool kind of thing that you guys do, too. Are you going to do that next year, too? Or it's not like you need to pick a bunch of guys up anymore. I mean, you yeah, gotta, you I think this year work. we're not going to because we literally are looking for one player that can really make a difference or nobody. Um, and so, you know, I don't want to bring out a lot of kids and, uh, you know, give them the idea that, you know, they can make the team this year when they can't. Um, we're out at the field. We own a field. Um, people are out there all the time. We always have an eye for talent, the new kids out there playing. But as far as holding a big mini camp this year, probably not this year, maybe next year. Yeah. Well, regardless, wow. I mean, I, again, I, I'm kind of speechless. That doesn't happen very often. But Jesus Christ, man, you guys had an amazing run uh, at Cup and and such a – really inspirational story for, you know, this, this whole decade you guys have been doing this and especially the past couple seasons. You know, I remember going out there to see you guys at the beginning of, of 2012 and, you know, talking to you guys about everything. And so now to see it all come full circle and to see all the struggles you guys have gone through in all those games, you guys should really be proud of yourselves. And uh, you guys will always, always be able to, to have this one, you know, regardless of, I mean, even if you all stop playing tomorrow, which I know you're not going to, but... I know it's just going to be another chapter for 2014 to this crazy story, but good job, guys. Jesus. Thanks. <laughs> well, it wasn't uh, easy. Yeah. No, yeah. It's, but, uh, but, yeah, watch the roster out there in, uh, in the internet land. Uh, go to planeteclipse.com. Um, you can get the whole season. Uh, you got to sign up for Vimeo, but it's really easy. Um, but, yeah, and then, uh, well, hey, thanks, guys, for, uh, for sitting in here for the podcast. Appreciate it. Anytime, Maddie. We'll have Here, to. I'll plug, I'll plug the roster one last time. It's <laughs> plug away. Six episodes. If I see one more kid bitching on the internet about how it costs too much, you are silly. If you like, you know, people like, you know, they love to watch this stuff and they're constantly asking for content. When's the next episode come out? When does it come out? If you can't afford ten dollars, send me a message and we'll work something out to where all you can come over, you can clean my house or wash my dog. <laughs> I will buy you the roster. Well, hey, you just got that fan. <laughs> you just got that fantasy paintball money. Well, not yet. It's coming, but. <laughs> well, hey. Also, don't feed the trolls, man, because there's a lot of you know there's people out there that just suck and don't understand how things work. I mean, honestly, if if you like paintball, you're not gonna you're gonna stop bitching. You're going to buy it because if. You don't, if projects like that don't happen without the lifeblood that is money. So, 
you know, if people want to see more cool paintball stories, then they need to support the people that support the sport. So that's just the way it is. But, um, but yeah, so go to Planet Eclipse, buy the roster. <laughs> um, so, hey, guys, again, thank you for, uh, for sitting in here. And uh, we'll have to check in with you guys again as the season starts to come up on us. And, uh, well, yeah, thank you guys for tuning in to the Real Deal Podcast. Manny Marshall with uh, Archie Montemayor, Grayson Goff, and Ryan Brand, the 2013 PSP World Title Holders. And I can't wait to see what they're going to bring next year. We'll see you guys next time. Later, guys. Peace. Champions of the world. <laughs> Champions of the world, Craig. <laughs>